0: Jesus, I crave to know you to know you will satisfy my soul. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 85. I want to thank you for taking the time to follow along with um, these episodes. Um, I pray that they're an encouragement and uh, uplifting to you. I pray that they shed insight into maybe areas that you hadn't noticed before or just strengthen what you've already seen. And I pray that the Lord multiplies this as He already has. So I want to thank you. And before I jump right into um, our continuation in hosting His presence, um, I'm terrible at um, making being very intentional about uh, announcing things. So I want to try to do better at this. Um, that being said on each episode in the description field, uh, this show notes, you may say, um, I put a link in there for, um, the email. I I really would love to see some participation in this, um, sending me some maybe special requests that you have. Uh, in terms of maybe different scripture that you would like for me to review or discuss talk about uh, maybe parables different stories things that you would just maybe like some additional insight into I'd be honored to take a look at it and see what what I might be able to to add in terms of what the lord shows me and and so we can just kind of strengthen one another uh, so that uh, link for the email the bible study podcasts at gmail.com so that's there. I would love to hear from you. Um, and then uh, additionally there's links also there in uh, f- links for the, the books that I have out. There's four of them in total um, reading from the very first one. and uh, so you know, those are available on Amazon um, and I believe that they will be a blessing. Um, I know they were to me just you know in writing them in the process. Um, also there's a Facebook page the Bible study podcasts. There's also a discussion group that's slowly growing, and um, I would really like to use this, utilize it more for connecting with people individually, um, just, you know, having kind of live discussion. Um, so that's available. The link's there. Again, um, the Bible study podcast uh, discussion group. So uh, love for you to take advantage of that. So enough of that. Let's jump into chapter 10. And in this episode, because this chapter is a little longer, I think I'm going to cut it into two parts so it's not excessively long. Um, So this will probably be part one and we'll stop wherever it's a good place and carry the rest of it on as we are really getting to the near of the completion of this book. Uh, So we'll just jump into it. Chapter 10, and this is titled Biblical precedence. In this final chapter, I want to discuss specific biblical examples from the book of John concerning what God's presence will accomplish. This list is but a humble attempt at laying hold of some truths made available to me by the Holy Spirit. I hope that as he continues to teach and nurture me, this list will grow even longer. The first thing that God's presence will accomplish is to rename you. In John 142, Jesus looked at Peter, calling him by name, said, you will be called Cephas. As each one of us are called by name, King Jesus has introduced us to his presence what and who we once were will instantly melt away in that moment and we can find a new name. In Revelation 2.17, Jesus tells the church at Pergamum, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give him a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to him who receives it. When we are renamed as children of God through Jesus Christ, we become his beloved. Remember from where you came. Remember what Jesus saved you from. I have met many people who have said, I wasn't really a bad person before Jesus. You may not have committed horrible acts by man's standard, but we must wake up to the reality that before Jesus, we were all equally horrible sinners. We were wretched, poor, and enchained. In Luke 7, 36-50, Jesus uses the illustration that two men owed a sum of money that neither could pay According to Jesus, one of them owed more money than the other to the moneylender. What we need is a revelation that no matter the amount we owed, it was a debt we could not pay. We need a revelation that our not-that-bad lives were as filthy rags. Because if we have broken one law, we are guilty of breaking them all by God's standard. Lord, give us a revelation of how much we have gained by gaining you. We need to shed the thinking that our lack of exuberant love for Jesus is the result of our forgiven little mentality. Regardless of your previous sins, you had a debt you could not pay, and the lender has forgiven your debt through the blood of Jesus, "'washing away your stains, no matter the amount. "'Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, "'for she loved much. "'But he who has been forgiven little loves little.'" Luke seven forty seven. Jesus is not saying this is how it should be. He is saying that this is the thinking of flawed humanity. The one who loves little needs a revelation of what they have been given access to and saved from. The next thing God's presence does is meet needs. In John chapter 2, we find Jesus attending a wedding that took place at Cana in Galilee. We find the host family running out of wine this would have been an embarrassing disgrace to the family jesus's mother told him they have no more wine and jesus responded dear woman why do you involve me my time has not yet come jesus's mother tells the servants do whatever he tells you there is a need present and jesus's mother has full confidence that he will not leave that family lacking. Remember, by the standard of importance, this issue simply involves honor and respect for the host family. This was not an immediate need. It does, however, show Jesus's heart toward us. This issue was not ministry-related, nor was it a need. Notice that Mary did not ask Jesus to give them more wine. She simply informed him of the need and left the rest up to him. In James 4.2, he says, You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. God cares about the things we care about. He desires to give us things that are good for us and others. He desires that our hearts are positioned appropriately to receive what they desire. Countless times I have experienced God providing me with things that are not necessary, showing His concern for the things that I care about. Replenishing the wine was not only about fixing the absence of wine in the physical realm i cannot count the times i have walked into a church service feeling empty and lacking the fullness that we are promised in john 10, 10 it says i have come that they may have life and have it to the full i have experienced services where the absence of his presence left me feeling the same as when i arrived To feel His presence active in a service provides an uplifting endurance and perseverance far beyond our own ability. I can arrive empty and lacking and leave full, renewed, and strengthened all because of His presence. His presence will meet your need but also give you a better wine. In John chapter 3, Jesus meets with the Pharisee Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. During their exchange, Jesus tells him that no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. As we process this interaction, one thing it shows us is that Jesus' presence will address the way of things. Nicodemus enters that encounter in a certain frame of mind that Jesus shatters by saying, You must be born again. This phrase can also be interpreted as reborn, rebirthing, or born from above. We see Nicodemus struggling to understand because he then asks, how can a man be born when he is old? Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Nicodemus likely believed that by his accomplishments, knowledge, faithfulness, and good works, they should permit him to be included in God's kingdom. Jesus was trying to fix his perspective by giving him heaven's perspective. Jesus used earthly language to help him understand, yet he still struggled. Nicodemus was being shown a heavenly reality through an earthly illustration. When God's presence is encountered, the thinking of our heart and mind is exposed God will address our way of thinking if we are sensitive and receptive. Jesus offered Nicodemus something special if he could have eyes to see that. Too often, we view Jesus through an incorrect lens and fail to grasp what he offers us by way of revelation. Jesus' presence comes to cleanse and deal with with broken thinking. In John 3:22 through 36, we read of a situation where John the Baptist's disciples were frustrated because Jesus was getting the bigger portion of followers and baptisms. John's disciples were feeling competitive and threatened. How many times have we in the body of Christ looked at another person's ministry, giftedness, or anointing? and found ourselves offended, jealous, or perhaps insignificant compared to how God is using them. This kind of fractured thinking is what Paul spoke of in 1 Corinthians 12, 12-27. Feet wishing to be hands and ears, who wish they were eyes are what has caused the body of Christ to function in dysfunction. Each person is uniquely gifted within the body of Christ to shine their light to a world in darkness, much like a lighthouse. If multiple lighthouses are competing to shine their lights the farthest and brightest, all the ships will crash. The ships need lighthouses functioning in harmony, surveying their harbors, and cautioning the ships to steer clear of danger. Be the lighthouse God designed you to be. Celebrate the uniqueness that God gives your fellow lighthouses. Anytime God shows himself mighty through a brother or sister in Christ, It is an invitation to allow Him to do the same through you. How you honor a brother or sister determines what is made available to you. If you fail to honor your family in Christ, how can the love of the Father be in you? The immature condition of our hearts is what keeps us out of some of the giftings God wants to function and display through us. Instead of giving Him glory, it would rather insult the witness and testimony He has tasked us with. When God's presence shows up in our lives in a very real way, He begins to address some of the broken thinking we have carried for so long. Jesus is the truth, yet we carry around a lie mentality. This is an indictment against our knowing God. If He is the way, why do we cling to wandering? If He is the truth, why do we cling to lies? If He is the life, why do we cling to dead thinking? When His presence becomes a real part of our life, this fractured thinking is called into the light of his life and it cannot stand in his presence presence offers living water in john chapter 4 jesus encounters a samaritan woman around noonday morning and evening were the usual times women would come to draw water from the wells we can infer that she was hoping to avoid the other women of the village. Jesus was not put off that she was a Samaritan, a woman, or a woman of questionable reputation. She was collecting water for her physical thirst, but little did she realize that living water was sitting right in front of her. Presence was sitting right in front of her, yet she did not at first recognize it. She thought in terms of the physical realm, but Jesus was trying to invite her into a different type of thinking, the spirit realm. Within this spirit realm, she had access to living water. How fitting that Jesus would offer her living water. Having had multiple husbands and living with one whom she wasn't married is suggestive that she may have lacked satisfaction or fulfillment. How valuable is water on a hot day? Sweet drinks seem to exacerbate thirst, but water provides a satisfaction and fulfillment that nothing else can not only did jesus offer water but he offered living water we understand this as being his spirit that brings one from darkness and into marvelous light the transformation life that resurrects one from death into life when i picture living water i picture it as moving water not stagnant living water carries life the power to transform and the power to carve out a path to its intended destination. My home has a gravel driveway that is quite a downhill grade away from our house. Significant rains always leave a path where the water cuts its way down the hill. No matter how much we patch these deeply cut ravines, the rains continue to wash out these crevices. As you drink or partake, of the Spirit of God, living water is released out from you, much like the rain down our hill. It makes its way cutting through the world and leaving a footprint. When you encounter the presence of God and welcome His Holy Spirit, He begins to flow out from you like a river into the world around you. Holy Spirit will wash out every inferior thing until the deep places inside you become exposed and you are able to have impact, experience, personal breakthrough and become the breakthrough for the world around you for God's kingdom purpose. His presence offers you living water. This woman at the well asked for this living water, so she should never again go thirsty following her request jesus says go call your husband and come back presence gives you the opportunity for honesty when we allow the voice of god to speak into our hearts and minds we give him permission to ask those questions we are afraid to address jesus however goes right after those areas of our lives that keep a wall up between fluid relationship with him. Like Adam and Eve, we tend to clothe our shame with man-made garments to cover our nakedness, insecurities, and our failures. Who told you that you were naked? Genesis 3.11 Our enemy, the accuser, tries to entice us into sin. If we fall into that trap, He then accuses us and brings guilt, shame, and condemnation. If we allow this, we then try to cover our mistakes, or even worse, bury and hide it. Like the ostrich, we think, if we cannot see our mistakes, they must be gone. The presence of Jesus puts his finger right on that shameful place in our hearts and puts it on notice. And this is where we will end for this episode. I want to thank you for taking the time. We will continue on in the next episode to conclude out this chapter. And I hope this was a blessing. And we will see you on the next. If one. it means that I'm close to you, I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you.